Yeah. Just, uh, not, not, not giving up. Right. Yeah. Like it's easy. Like, like, like everything, like you're gonna have goods and good days and bad days. You're going to feel like you, you're, you're doing everything wrong one day. And then every day, the next day it comes in, you're like, you feel like you're doing everything right. And just understanding that like, like life, it's going to be ebbs and flows and you're going to have to, uh, continue to strive and continue to grow. Um, the person who thinks they know everything is the person who should retire from everything. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Sh- I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know enough. And uh, I'm, I'm lo- loving learning and learning the process and, and uh, understand and trying to f- figure it out and trying to understand it. Welcome back to the AIM podcast, episode 47 with the legend and man himself, Josh Bridges. Josh is a former Navy SEAL, six times CrossFit Games competitor, and the mustache champion. You guys are going to love all the value and perspective that Josh brings to the conversation about seeking adversity for growth. This is an excellent topic that a lot of people need to hear, and Josh brings so many different things to the table that you guys are going to be able to take away and apply directly to your life and everything that you are going through. Before we dive into this awesome episode with Josh, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this podcast, TLF, Take Life Further, the activewear company I'm working with, and I absolutely love them. Phenomenal product, phenomenal people, but even better vision for the brand. Guys, every one of us should be taking our lives further and pushing ourselves, and that's why we love partnering with them here at AIM because it's a very similar vision and it's something that we're really passionate about. I'll be running my marathon this Saturday, Kiwa Island Marathon, and I will be dripped out head to toe in TLF. You guys need to go get some support. The code is TLF-DUG for a discount, and you guys will love it. Let's dive right into this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy the conversation with Josh. Let's kill it. Let's pay the man. And without further ado, Josh Bridges. What's up, Josh? Thank you so much for jumping on the AIM podcast. Ah, oh, man, appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Dude, I, the first thing I have to say, I just have to clear the air. I, I wish I could grow a mustache like you, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a funny thing. You know, I didn't plan on... Uh, it, was, it was one of those things where when you get out of the military, you grow your facial hair out. And this is literally how my facial hair grows. I don't, I don't shave my face. <laughs> if I could grow a beard, I'd grow a beard. But it comes in, uh, you know, like this. So it, uh, it became... A, kind of took on its own life form so but yeah whatever it's it's a i dig it so you know what it's, it's interesting obviously i the military thing makes a ton of sense obviously you have restrictions on what you can do and you get out and you want to kind of experience some freedoms in different areas of your life but mm. from a marketing element i think it's pretty interesting to see what you've done with it and how it's become part <laughs> of your brand and, and it, it attracts people man it's, it's brilliant yeah, it's crazy. It was actually uh, how it came about to marketing. It was straight up. Uh, I went to Rogue one time after um, I think it was in 20, early 2016 or something like that. And Katie and Bill, the owners of Rogue, were like, let's make a T-shirt out of that. And like, that's where it really took off. It was crazy. So that's amazing. Did they were they the ones that kind of helped you design that logo that's on like the shirts and stuff? Or Yeah, like- yeah. They're, yeah, they're the ones. That, yeah, they did all that. Yeah. So it's incredible. So it's, it's stuck with you now. You have to. Yeah, I know. I tell people all the time, like, I can't get rid of it right now. It's like, I don't, I probably would shave it off, but um, 
you know, make some money now. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's valuable. So, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, we're we're pumped to talk to you today. Um, this is a fun podcast. You know, we what we do with our brand is we talk a ton about mindset and and exploring the idea of just having ambition and how obviously that's going to impact your your personal life and, and where you go and how you succeed, but also people around you. And I think that's one of the coolest things that you've been able to do throughout your entire career, whether it be military, CrossFit, boxing, is become a better version of yourself, but help so many people along the way. So really want to just dive into your background, just set the context for some of those listening that might not know. Obviously, a lot of people know a lot about you, but for those that don't, I want to hear kind of how you got into the military, because I know that kind of Obviously, you had a wrestling background, but diving into the military kind of started it all. So I'd love for you to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, so I was in uh, I was doing I was kind of doing the business world side and I uh, just wasn't really happy with where I was at. I was uh, a loan officer doing mortgages, refinances, um, just kind of, you know, hating life in the cubicle world. And uh, a buddy of mine who was working alongside me um, told me about he's like, hey, um, I'm thinking about going to try to be this Navy SEAL. Uh, some of these guys do CrossFit to train, like you want to check it out with me. And I was like, sure. So I started doing CrossFit 2005 and then kind of started doing more research on the Navy and SEALs, the SEAL community and what that was about and what it entailed. And it just really triggered my interest. I was like, whoa, toughest training in the military, you know, um, you know, why not? I don't know. Like at, at the time, I think I was just really looking for something that I needed something other than what I was doing. And, you know, coming, growing up playing sports and wrestling in college and just having that competitive side and just always wanting to test myself and push myself. Um, and I kind of fell away from that for a little bit. And uh, yeah, the, the, that just the cross, I think CrossFit gave me a, a great mindset. I just loved it. I loved the intensity. I loved that. It was uh, not only like, a, um, a way to become fit, but it was also like, you could compete, um, really, really early. Like I, I kind of realized you could compete and it was before it even became a sport, me and my buddies were doing the workout and I was like, you know, you wanted to win. And then lo and behold, it did become a sport, but it was uh, at the time it was like 2005 and it was just uh, a really cool way to work out. And so, um, yeah, once I kind of like got addicted to that, the CrossFit, I was like, well, let's start looking at this Navy SEAL stuff he's talking about and uh, did some research and just kind of decided to give it a go. That's incredible. That's really, that, that, yeah, that's really how I got into it. That was it. Well, well, first and foremost, thank you for your service. I appreciate what you did for for our country and and everyone that you that you served for. So thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate it. But um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, you talk to someone who's literally made the ultimate sacrifice, putting their life on the line for others. And I think there's, there's so much to unpack there. And obviously, you know, there's the cliche questions of like, yeah, what was the hardest part? What did you go through? But I think the mindset you develop when you're living a life for others is something that I really want to really want to unfold. So yeah, I, I want to know kind of the mindset you went in with, obviously you had this, this background of wanting to compete. You wanted to do something difficult, challenge yourself, but what did you learn or develop during your time in the military that you kind of took with you as you left? Yeah, there's a, a lot of great uh, tools I was given. You know, I, I had a lot of great mentors in the military that gave me some really great advice and it really helped to get me through training, but then just um, to change my mindset in general, uh, you know, after uh, college wrestling, I, I, you know, I only went to college for a year and wrestled a year and I quit and I gave up on it. And, um, you know, that was a hard pill to swallow, but I, at the time I just was okay with it. I was okay with, being that guy and kind of, I don't know if I say losing, I just, you know, just didn't have the the motivation or the drive. And 
finding a purpose, right? And that's what really the military, I felt like gave me mentally was it gave me a purpose. And I think that's a big thing for a lot of people, men and women out there, right? When you don't feel like you have a purpose, it's really easy to get lost and go down a bad, a bad path of, uh, you know, maybe bad habits or whatever. Um, but having a purpose and having something to, to, to strive for, to be better for, uh, that was something the military definitely instilled in me. Um, you know, understanding that no matter how bad it sucks, this was a, a great, you know, I had this mentor and, um, when we were going through buds, they would give us these little tips, these little, these little like tidbits of knowledge that, you know, these guys were these men who had gone through, and this was in 2007. So, you know, like we'd already been in war for five, five, six years. And, um, so these guys had done a lot, right? And they were like coming in to mentor us. They were master chiefs, older guys in the military. And they were coming in and being like, listen, man, like lesser men than you have come through and done this, done this training. So why can't you do it? Like you can't sit here and come in here and, and uh, think that it's, it's this un because that's what happens. I feel like in the buds world is uh, people think it's an unattainable goal, right? Like it's like this. So they put it on this pedestal, like being a Navy SEAL is on a pedestal. And yes, it is a very, um, a very big accomplishment. Uh, but yeah, like anybody can, anybody that put, puts their mind to it and really dedicates himself can, can go and do it. It's not an un, unobtainable goal and understanding that and then applying that to the rest of, you know, your life, right? Like no matter what it is that you want, as long as you work hard, put the, put in the, put in the time and effort. And when I say work hard, it's, you know, people will be like, Oh, it's just a cliche, cliche thing to, to say, but so many people don't even, don't realize like they give up a little too soon or a little too quick, right? They don't put in that a, a thousand percent, right? Like, man, it is, uh, there are ups and downs and there are tough, good days and bad days and, and any part of your life. But it, you know, if you keep striving and keep pushing, like anything's obtainable. I, I could not agree more. I think that's, I think you hit it on the head and that's so true. One thing that you mentioned there that I think is, is really, really valuable the idea of in the military when, when lesser men have come before you and, and done it. And just the idea, I think, I think a lot of times people don't truly believe in themselves and, and they're relying on other people's approval or other people's opinions to really pull them and push them forward in life. But that, that alone is just like saying, giving you the ultimate confidence. Yeah. I might not be the absolute best, but I know that mentally I can do it because I, I just believe in myself. I know I can push through yeah. anything. And I think that's powerful, man. Yeah. And you don't even have to say, you know, and he worded it with lesser men and, you know, so those aren't my words and it doesn't even have to be lesser men, but men have come and done this, right. right. Anybody, anybody have come and done this. And, and, and I've learned to really apply that to every aspect of my life, right? Like it's not just the military or physical fitness type things. It's uh, it's everything, right. So like other people can do this. So why can't you do it? Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's been a big, you know, mental, mentally help mental help for me to, to use that and understand it and realize like, yeah, like if, as long as I want, if I ever want it bad enough and I got, and I actually put in the actual effort, not like give it a half-ass try, um, you know, then I can get, I can get to pretty much just about anything I want to get to do. No doubt. No, I love that. And I think, you know, a theme that I see across your life and all the things kind of like the common theme there is you seek adversity, you seek resistance, like places that are hard. Like you don't, you don't live an easy life and do things that are easy. Like you being a Navy SEAL, 
you know, competing at a high level, elite level, a champion level and CrossFit boxing, like the things that you do, it's almost like you're seeking something difficult. I want you to unpack that. Cause I think that's another place where people could really take a lot from. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's, uh, something I consciously do make the decision to do, but I definitely enjoy testing myself, enjoy pushing myself, enjoying, um, the slogan I like to say is I'm going to run this body till the wheels fall off. Right. And it's, uh, and, and not only just physically, but mentally, um, because all these things are, are not just physically hard. They, they are mentally challenging. Uh, actually I feel like buds was probably one of the most mentally challenging things I've ever done. Uh, and then being in the seal teams, uh, but, but physically like college wrestling was up there with one of the hardest things I've ever done. And then, yeah, I just, I just enjoy it, man. I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy like sitting back and, and taking risks and, and being willing to, and I think this is the hardest part for a lot of people is being willing to fail, mm -hmm. understanding that I might not accomplish what I set myself out to be or set my, set my goal to be, I might not get there, but even if I come up just short, you know, at least I put myself out there and I, and I'll grow from it. it I'm not, you, you could call it a failure. Um, I don't like to call them failures, you know, but they're, they're just learning experiences. I, I, I learned from, and as long as I'm learning from it, then that's, that's all that matters. But yeah, like I, I don't like to take the path of least resistance. I'll, I'll take some resistance for sure. Right. I'll go down. I'll, I'd rather blaze my own trail than, than follow a simple path that's already been laid out for me. Um, and it's just been something that I've, uh, set my mind out. I it's, I literally, the, the easiest way to, to, um, to talk about it is like every day I, I hate cold water and I get up and I get in, you know, 39 degree water every morning for two minutes, just to be like, no cold water. You don't win. I win, you know, oh. and I, 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 I just, it, it, it hardens my mind and it, uh, keeps me, uh, it keeps me grounded, right? Like, AK, hey, yeah, there, this shit sucks, but I'm going to go do it. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to get after it. Dude, that's good. I need to start doing that. I might, I might steal that from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of people are doing it now. You know, the, the cold plunges are, are big. Um, I started reading about, uh, Wim Hof a little bit back in 16 or 17 and then like yeah. just loved it. And I was like, such a great idea. And I hate like the thing in buds that everyone has their Achilles heel in buds. Right. And, um, mine was cold water and I hated it. Like running, swimming, uh, O courses, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, shooting, whatever. Like I loved it. But like when it came to cold water, man, like I found the two biggest guys and I'd be like, hold me close. <laughs> Keep me warm boys. I love that. Yeah, yeah. no, that that's all really cool. I think the cold water thing's awesome. Um, but yeah, like you said, just finding ways to push yourself and be uncomfortable. I think that's where you truly learn about who you are. I think another thing I'll just kind of notice and i'm young man i don't i'm not i don't have as much experience and wisdom as you but i i've seen a lot of people are scared to embrace who they truly are and get to know themselves and like it sounds kind of weird but I, I really believe it i feel like in those moments where you're you're resisting you know having some pain or some struggle is when you really get to find out who you are and what you're made of and i think that's something anyone can really get a lot from yeah, hundred percent. Right. Like you don't really find out what you're made of until you're put in a situation that you don't know how you're going to react until you're put into it you know, and then you really get to learn who, who you are as a person and, and, uh, deep down and it's, it's, um, it's eye opening, right. And you, you can't take it. And if say it goes the way, a way that you don't think it's supposed to go, like you can't take it as like, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm not a good person or I, I, you know, like I should have done this or should have done that at least learn from it. Right. And then start to, start to do things that maybe will change your mindset or change the way that you react in those situations, you know? So 
hundred percent. And obviously, you know, being a former athlete and you have an incredible athletic background, just the idea of pushing your body and growing and building muscle and endurance, like that's all important, but the power of training the mind, I think is something we, we shy from. And like Benjamin Franklin has a quote out of adversity comes opportunity. And I think there's so much power in the, just a small shift in perspective of like saying, okay, you know, I might be in a dark season of my life, you know, something bad might've happened, or maybe I'm just going to go put myself in an uncomfortable position willingly, knowing that it's an opportunity instead of a hard time. It's a, it's a place for growth. And I think that's like, there's so much power in that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's true. You're like, just like what you said. Right. And I think, I think, uh, <clears throat> understanding that, um, taking ownership too is a big thing that I think a lot of people struggle with mentally, right? They don't want to, they don't want to blame themselves for their fit for when they come up short. I don't like to call them failures, but when they come up short and whatever they are, they're going after, right? And when you take ownership of that or uh, accountability of whatever it is that you got to, then that's when you can actually see the biggest changes mentally, right? To be like, yeah, it was my fault. I didn't do, I didn't put in the work. I didn't do this. It wasn't because of someone else. Some, no one else, no one else controlled what you did. You chose the choices that you, that you decided to go down. And, um, and I think that that is a big thing for uh, like being mentally strong, right. Is understanding that you have to hold yourself accountable and no one else is going to, um, and you can't blame, you can't be a victim. You can't blame your circumstances on anybody else, but yourself, because everyone's got opportunities. Maybe they're not the exact same as everyone else's, but everyone's got opportunities to do better themselves. And if they decide that they want to, that they, they can, um, and if you come up short, right, like hold yourself accountable, figure out what you could have changed and what you could have done differently. Uh, and that's, that's a big thing. And that, I think that was where, that was where I saw some of the biggest growth was when I decided, like, <clears throat> I remember I, I went and got to speak to the uh, Wyoming wrestling team. And, uh, and I never really thought about, you know, like, obviously I, I, I did, but I, one of the kids was, we were talking and he goes, he goes, yeah, but you wrestled in college. Right. And you said, how long? And I said, one year. And he's like, so what happened? Why'd you quit? And I was like, because I, I, I was being weak, man. I was being, you know, like I was at that time in my life, my mind Honestly. wasn't strong. And, uh, I, I chose to, to take the weak path and the, and, and give up on myself. And, um, you know, and it was, it was actually one of the, one of the better things that ever happened to me. It was, and the same thing happened in CrossFit one year. I didn't make the CrossFit games and it, it just lit a fire and I held myself accountable and I didn't point the finger at anybody else. I didn't say it was that person's fault that that wasn't why I went to the CrossFit games that year. It was my fault. I didn't do the work. And when you can have that mindset, like that's when you see the biggest growth. And those, and those two moments when I quit wrestling and when I didn't make the CrossFit games, the years after that were the, my best years because mm -hmm. I, I, I held myself. I was like, oh, I can't rely on past experiences. I can't rely on past accomplishments. You know, you got to still continue to put the work in day in and day out. And that's where the whole like pay the man kind of phase came from and you know people loved it and it took off so yeah all right let's dive into it that was the second that, that was a beautiful <laughs> talk about it man because I, I think this is something more people need to know about and this idea and, the, and just the ideology behind it i want to hear kind of how did you how did you even come up with that well so pay the man was something that they, we were always you hear in the military and it was more of a um, a punishment type thing right like gotcha. oh you you messed up you're gonna pay the man right uh right. oh you're gonna do this you're gonna you're gonna go pay the man right now um and so uh i kind of just made a play on it for me in crossfit world it was like everyone wanted this you know do the big sexy movements they want to see the snatch you know your snatch and your cleaning jerk and lift big heavy weights one time and it's you know low intensity and it was like for me i was like well i'm gonna pay the man first if i want to do those types of things and so 
like it, it was just the hard, it was the grunt work. It was the, uh, the long grueling stuff that a lot of people don't want to, don't want to do or put in the time for. Um, and slowly became more so like, Hey, it didn't even become about competition. It was more like, if I want to keep this fitness, if I want to, if I want to keep help, be a healthy person, if I want to do, you know, this in life, I got to pay the man every day. Like I don't get to own, I don't own my fitness because if I stop paying my dues, it's going to go away. It's like, if you, if you stop paying your rent, you know, you're going to get evicted. So you're going to get kicked out of your house. You don't own that house. You rent it. And that's, and that's kind of what I feel like about my health and fitness and, and a lot of other aspects of your life. And that's where the pay the man quote kind of came from, right? It's like, if you want to keep that stuff, you got to do it every single day. You got to put in the work um, or you will lose it. You got to earn it. That's right. I love that. Yeah. I think that's super cool. I, I've been watching a lot of your YouTube videos um, and I just love the common theme there and just hammering that home. That's a, that's a strong message that that can really be applied really to anything you're doing. <clears throat> I um, appreciate it. Yeah. Which is amazing. I want, I want to pivot a tiny bit. I want to dive into your coaching. So obviously you've been incredible, um, in what you've done personally, but now it's cool to see how you're giving back and spreading some of the knowledge, whether it be physical or mental, um, to others and, and making an impact that way. I know, obviously you have incredible plans from a, just from a physical perspective, but I want to hear more about the mental side of things. Cause I know you offer that um, as well. Yeah. I think it was just a, a cool way to kind of give back. And I think that that's what a lot of people struggle with, right? Like physically, like I said, you know, buds, people could go in and they get, they get in shape and they can do it, but it's the mental aspect of it that, that really people can struggle with and not even only just buds, but like military or, or life in general. And so um, cause life's hard, man. It's not easy. And there's, there's ebbs and flows and you have to be able to ride, uh, ride the highs and, and, uh, and cruise through the lows and kind of figure out a plan to get through them. And so, um, I, uh, yeah, I offer some, uh, some stuff that I feel like helped really helped me mentally. And some of the stuff that we talked about earlier, right. Some of those little tips, little, little mindset pieces where when, when things go bad or things go wrong and they don't go your way, right. Like you got to be able to to put them back into perspective and understand it. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're, so we offer um, some mental coaching and, and that, that's basically what it is. It's, you know, it's just, it's my life experiences laid out and uh, the things that I've gone through and, and then how I kind of, I dealt with them. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool to be able to give back because uh, I did a lot of research, you know, prior to my military time and I, I put in the effort and tried to like figure out what I needed to do physically, mentally and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like I was in a great place. And so um, it's cool to be able to give that back and offer that to, to other people who are, you know, searching for whatever it is they want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Would you say that you have an on and off switch? Like, are you able to kind of <laughs> shut it off? Cause I know you're, when you get going, you're, you're intense guy. Like, how would you, how do you manage that element of your life going from such a high, you know, a, attack mode, kill mode, whatever you want to call it to, to normal life with family or friends? Like, how do you, how do you manage that balance? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It, it's something I, I definitely do have. I have an on off switch. If I need to turn on, I need to turn on. And, uh, I don't take myself very seriously. I, you know, I, uh, I try to keep things light, but when it comes game time or, or, or workout time or whatever, like, yeah, I can turn it on. And I, and I, and I feel like a lot of, <clears throat> it was something I recognized in the SEAL teams, man, like guys could just, <clears throat> they could turn it on so quick and turn it off so fast as well. And it was something I like, I aspired to be like when I was, when I was in and uh, it was, it was cool. And to, to learn that and watch from other older team guys and SEALs and, 
and gain that and understand that. And like, Hey, yeah. Like when, when shit's real, you gotta be real and you gotta be able to, to, to get the job done. But man, like you can, you can turn it off and go back and be normal dad and, and let it go and let things go. And, uh, I don't even know how to, I, it's like, it's a hard thing to, to, to even explain, but yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's definitely built in. And I've learned that like when I'm in the gym and I can, I could be coking and joking right before literally three, two, one, go once three, two, one goes on, like the it's workouts in, like, it's like, you just go into a zone and you, you find that place and, and you push and push and push. And then uh, the moment it's over, it's like back to joking, you know, and it's just, it's how I've been for a long time. Do you think it's, it's more so developed <clears throat> just over repetitions and time experiences? <clears throat> yeah. And I think not, uh, and not learning how to stress because the stress really doesn't do much, right? Like right. the worry, the worrying really doesn't do much other than cause you more stress and probably hurt your uh, abilities when it comes game time. And just understand that like, it's not those moments, those big moments, like they're all defined way before they happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, uh, it's your training that you, you, you know, we, a, a saying we had to say was like, um, you'd want to bleed in training so that you don't bleed in wartime. Right. Like, so like you want to push yourself so hard that when it comes to game time, like you don't have to worry about, Oh, am I capable of doing this? You know, you're capable of doing it because you already did it in training. And now when it comes to competition or whatever, like now it's the easy phase. This is the easy stuff. This is the stuff like it's not even that hard because you push yourself so much harder in training than you did. Then you're going to have to in this competition. No question. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's super true and super powerful. I want to know, I want to know more about your business, man, and kind of how that came about the motivations to start <clears> that and, and kind of where you see that going. Yeah. I mean, the business world's interesting. I, I don't, you know, it wasn't something I, uh, like when I went into the military, I'd be like, Oh, this is, this is where I'm going to stay. And then CrossFit, you know, I was like, okay, I love this. This is great. Obviously, you know, your athletic career is always going to come to an end at some point, but, um, yeah. So coffee was just something I fell in love with and, uh, decided to start the brand and good dudes brand. And, um, I wanted to be more than just a, a cup of coffee. I want more like a, a lifestyle, right? Like, like, Hey, go out and be a good dude, no matter what you're doing, right. No matter where you are. And, um, yeah, we make really good coffee because I, I love coffee. I'm a big coffee nerd. I started drinking it and got into it and started doing my own roasting. And I, uh, <laughs> you know, like I don't, um, I'm not doing it just to make a buck. I actually do it because I think it's uh, it's a cool idea, right? And it was in the teams you you wanted to be known as being a good dude. Being a good dude means the guy that you want to go to war with, and mm -hmm. uh, and so I thought it was a cool uh, cool idea to kind of go with that as our brand name, and um, you know, and make really good coffee at the same time. So like have have a good dude's cup of coffee, and then go be a good dude. And being a good dude doesn't mean you have to be a dude, man. Like like I know it kind of puts. Uh, <laughs> that pigeonhole right where it's like a guy but it doesn't have to be like like anybody could be a good dude a good person yeah a good person exactly yeah. and so uh yeah it's it's cool and i'm enjoying and i'm enjoying the um it almost has become kind of come like a competition as well right like right. you know you have to put everything you in into it to uh for to, to see growth and to grow and be become better and so um it's fun it's fun and learning those in, ins and outs and understanding that just because you make a good product, you still have to market it well and you still have to right. do all that kind of stuff. So it's cool. It's interesting. And I'm liking it. I, I love the parallels between successful businesses and successful athletes and just to see the different things that are very similar. What, what would you say have you learned from all of your background, whether it be military, CrossFit, boxing, whatever that you've applied to the business side of things? 
Yeah. Just, uh, not, not, not giving up. Right. Yeah. Like it's easy. Like, like, like everything, like you're gonna have goods and good days and bad days. And you're going to feel like you, you're, you're doing everything wrong one day. And then every day, the next day it comes in, you're like, you feel like you're doing everything right. And just understanding that like, like life, it's going to be ebbs and flows and you're going to have to, uh, continue to strive and continue to grow. Um, the person who thinks they know everything is the person who should retire from everything. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Sh- I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know enough. And uh, I'm, I'm lo- loving learning and learning the process and, and uh, understand and trying to f- figure it out and trying to understand it. And um, that's, you know, the, the saying we had in the teams was, um, you know, get the job done and, or uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, plan, uh, plan your dive or yeah, plan your dive, dive your plan. When everything goes to shit, just get the job done, you know, oh, kind God. of a, a, adapt and overcome kind of yes. thing. Right. So like, figure it out. So, and that's kind of what you have to do in, in that, in that world, right? Like when you think you got it all figured out and then everything doesn't go as planned, you got to just get the job done. So, yeah. To be, on, to be honest with the right mindset, like I, I think personally that's exciting. Like I think it's exciting to be in that position where you don't know necessarily everything about how it has to be done. You just have this, this underlying willpower of like, I'm going to just make it happen and I'm going to figure right. it out and then learn along the way. Like, I think there's so much excitement in that. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. It is fun, you know, and like exactly like not knowing and and again, being willing to put yourself out there and being able to like fail and or and then figure out why you failed and where your shortcomings were and and fix them and then go out and do it better. So no doubt. Now, is the the company based in in or in um, San Diego? No, it's actually uh, so it's all online and where there's uh, there's five of us and we're all literally spread out throughout the country. Like gotcha. I'm in Denver, Arizona, uh, Minneapolis, Connecticut, and then, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> like that's wow. literally, so yeah, like where the roasting and everything's happening is up in Connecticut. Cool. So, yeah. That's amazing. I need to, I need to check it out, man. That sounds yeah, good. Man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll see you some. I want to, last thing I kind of want to touch on before we wrap this up, cause I have to ask you about it. You've, uh, you have one of the best, the home gym. I want to talk mm-hmm. about that what went into that, your design, your, your, your placement for all that. I know a little bit about it, but how, how did you even get started in building that out? I mean, that was something. So like when I started doing CrossFit in 05, like there weren't CrossFit gyms. And so it was something like, I was like, Oh, I, I want to be able to do this in my home. And so I don't have to waste time. And then, um, slowly as I, uh, started to compete, you know, I had the, obviously got the rogue sponsors, rogue started to sponsor me as an athlete, which was a huge, uh, honor and privilege that they wanted me to be a part of their team. And, uh, you know, and then it was just like, I had, I I remember buying my house in 2010 in San Diego and just like walking out the back door and like seeing the three car detached garage. I was like, yep, I'll take it. (laughs) And, uh, it's yeah. And it's slowly kind of just like, you just had to figure it out. It took a long time to get it to where exactly where I wanted it to be. Um, but I would say probably around like 16 or 17, I I had it kind of pretty dialed in pretty amazing. There was, uh, wasn't much I needed for, um, my, I felt like my home gym was probably better than most CrossFit gyms out there. And so, yeah, it was, it was great. Now I moved to Colorado and I have, um, it's definitely don't have quite as much space, uh, here I have, it's crazy. The house is bigger, but the, the garage, my gym part portions are smaller, but I have two. So I have one in the garage and I have one in the basement and, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. And you know, and, and now that I'm, you know, not really competing or, or, or striving for that. I don't, I don't need quite, I don't need that exact setup that I had in San Diego and I am Airbnb the house out in San Diego. So people can go and use that gym. And I no left, way. Yeah, and I left, I left the gym 
for the most part, it's not, uh, it's not exactly how it was, but it's, uh, it's still there. So you can actually go use that San Diego home, Josh Bridges home gym. And if you want, <laughs> do you find people Airbnb in that? Cause then like, is your name attached to it and everything? Can they, no, 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 I don't okay. think so. Um, so you would just have to this, know. Yeah. This is the first time I've actually put it out there. Like actually like anywhere public that it's that <laughs> I did that, that I've done that. So let's uh, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll take off. Who knows? So. Hey man, if we can help you plug that, let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and I'm sure it helps obviously when you're, when you're taking on a project like that, to have a rogue um, partnership, I'm sure it, it helps kind of facilitate yeah, the deal. It, it helped a lot. It helped a <laughs> tremendous amount. Let's yeah. go, man. So yeah, what I just kind of follow up on that. Like, do you, do you prefer to train alone? I know you talk a lot about having kind of the setup where two people can train at a time or have multiple people in the gym. I know people have so many different takes on that. Like, how do you, what's your preference? I like working out with people. Um, yeah. but I have no issues with working out alone. I did it for a long time by myself and I don't have any issues pushing myself when I'm with other people, uh, or when I'm not, when I'm, when I'm by myself. Um, you know, as I got older and later into my career, I did enjoy having other people around, right. It was, it's just, it's just more fun, right? Like you, it gets a little more competitive and, and, uh, it's easier to, to have that push, right. That external push. But if you don't have that internal push, that's going to be, you know, for me, that was always something that I knew that helped me as an athlete, right. I had that internal push. I didn't need, I didn't need an external motivator. I, I, I enjoyed pushing myself and seeing and, and competing against the clock or, or a weight or whatever, right. Against myself. And so I wouldn't say I prefer training alone, but I, I don't, I don't mind it at all. Like right. it's, it's, um, it's definitely something I got used to doing and, and still being able to push. I love that. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, man. This has been an incredible episode. You're a legend and I appreciate you. My final question. And, and I just, I'm curious to see what you say here, just kind of reflecting back in your life. Like I I'm 22. So obviously I'm, I'm still pretty young in the game. Like I'm not, not super advanced, but I even to this point, I think back in like when I was 18 or when I was like earlier in high school, like what would I have done differently? Not, not to say I regret anything, but just to kind of evaluate and reflect what would you, what kind of advice would you give yourself at 22, you know, stepping in, you know, after college or whatever, like what, what kind of things would you not necessarily change, but emphasize or double down on? Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I probably would have changed a lot. Uh, <laughs> cause like when I was 22, man, like I was, well, that was, that was actually right when I found CrossFit and all that it was, I was 22 years old. So, um, and learned about the seals like that, like right there at 22, the thing I probably would have told myself, if I could go back and tell myself is just to hold yourself accountable, mm. right? Like that, I think that was the best advice that I ever, that was the moment that, that like it clicked for me. Like I have to hold myself accountable. Nobody's going to do it for me. No one's going to hold my hand through this. Um, you know, yeah, I did. I, I went through uh, high school wrestling and got into college and, and, uh, had a scholarship to wrestle and I gave up on myself and I quit on myself and I didn't hold myself accountable at the time. I was blaming other people for, for why I didn't want to wrestle anymore. It wasn't there. It wasn't my fault. It was, it wasn't me being unmotivated. It was other people's, um, you know, fault. And that was my biggest downfall, right? Like was not holding myself my, to accountable, like my actions shows where I was going and what, what I was doing. So yeah, go back and, and hold yourself accountable. No one's a, like, don't be a vic. Don't, don't be the victim to yourself. Right. Don't, uh, don't, don't believe the lies you tell yourself, you know, like they're all lies and, and, if, and hold yourself accountable. And uh, you know, it'll, uh, it'll definitely change who you are as a person. Let's go. 
Thank yeah. you so much, man. Let's pay the man. I love it. Let's do it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. What an incredible conversation with Josh Bridges. I truly loved everything he had to say. He brought so much value to the conversation, and it was a pleasure talking to such a legend. Guys, if you love the AIM podcast, if you enjoy what we're doing, we ask that you kindly leave us a rating and review and share this with a friend. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it because that's the best part about this community. It's not all about you. It's about you getting better, obviously, but then helping somebody else improve and make an impact. And that is the power of keeping ambition in mind. So let's keep growing. Let's keep crushing it. Guys, you can go do anything you put your mind to. Go seek adversity for growth. And as always, let's kill it this week and let's keep ambition in mind.